Asalaamu Alaikum and welcome to Millionaire Muslim. We've got with us, uh, for the first time, a PropTech startup. So welcome to the show, Zishan. Thank you very much. Uh, for making the time. And we're here at uh, Canary Wharf, uh, one Canada square, no less, the heart of uh, the startup world. Indeed, uh, yeah. And um, uh, inshallah, today we're going to talk a little bit about um, Yielders. But first, I just wanted to ask you about your background. Um, you know, where did you grow up and um, yeah. you know, what's, you know, how, how, what's led you here? Sure, um, so half of my childhood grew up in Luton, um, the mean streets of Luton. Um, high school attended in Milton Keynes, my family moved over there. Um, went to Leicester University ah, okay, uh, to cool. study economics and management. Um, that's going on about 10 years ago now. Scary. You live in Leicester. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Nice city. Yeah. It is a nice city. Um, and then started my career in, in financial services, predominantly working in the regulatory um, financial crime prevention space um, on some rather large scale projects. I think at the time I'd graduated just as the, the financial crisis sort of was entering its final stages and there was a lot going on around anti-money laundering and, and financial crime pre prevention. So um, that's where I really started my career a number of large institutions um, working for a few different banks at the time, um, which is a really interesting experience to be honest with yeah. you, um, which is actually where I met Irfan, um, oh, okay. our CEO and, and founder, um, and we, we, we kicked it off, we had a really good relationship and um, used to discuss a number of things, both work-wise, out of work-wise, ended up becoming quite good friends and it's one of those things when you realise you've got someone like that in your life very quickly um, took on a sort of mentor type. Yeah. Um, relationship with him because he, you know, alhamdulillah done, done very well for himself yeah, in terms yeah. of his professional career. Um, we ended up by bouncing quite a few ideas off one another, uh, as you do, um, in that sort of relationship and he came to me um, originally with, with Yildiz, which actually was called Zahma at the time, okay. funnily enough, right, when, okay. when we first started out. Um, and I really liked the idea, I thought it was a fantastic opportunity, you know, thinking that fintech hadn't really boomed at, at this point, we're sort of... Yeah, yeah. Um, middle 2015. Um, so he came to me with the idea, I thought it was absolutely fantastic and it was like, you know, what can I do to get involved? Very much was the conversation that we yeah. had. Um, and alhamdulillah, four, four and a bit years later, we are where we are today, um, a pre-series, uh, sorry, a Series A funding round um, and the business has, has come on leaps and bounds. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And um, how was it, I mean, how was it like at the start, um, you know, starting out with Yield, I mean, how long has it been going? Uh, and what's the story within Yield has been? Sure. Um, so the business was actually incorporated, incorporated late 2015. Okay. Uh, we didn't actually go live to the public until 2017 following the regulation. Which right, is okay. a story within itself, um, which we can touch upon. Um, but effectively, you know, it's been just over four years. I think the, the growth is, is paying for everybody to see at this yeah. moment in time. It's been a, especially over the sort of, I'd say, the last eight, 12 to 18 months. Yeah. Um, the growth has been phenomenal. Uh, it's a really exciting time for us to just mention with the Series A funding run, which will really yeah. help drive the strategy and propel us um, yeah. to, to an even larger scale. Um, but it's been a hell of a lot of hard work up until now. Let's not let's not lie about that yeah. to anybody. Um, on a very very small budget, um, mm -hmm. so we we're actually bootstrapped to begin with. Um, so it was all our own founders' money, um, and it was just a lot of sweat capital that came with it. Um, you know, initially we decided to, to white label the solution to be able to, to get to market as quickly yeah. as possible. Um, and then subsequently years following down to, to make us more of an investable solution and a, a 
a bit more of a well thought out and rounded business. We actually um, own our own technologies or proprietary and, and developed in house okay, um, cool. as of the beginning of last year. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. But yeah, it's, it's been a very interesting journey. A lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, the startup world has has got its it's got its jaws and it's got its you know its, its fun times as well. Yeah, um, yeah. What was really interesting for us, I think, at the beginning, we were sort of double hatting. We still had our jobs at financial institutions yeah. because obviously you know still got to pay the bills yeah um and then working in the cool quirky environment that we get to in fintech it was pretty much an oxymoron living <laughs> living a yeah. double life um you know you've got the impossible sh- corporate structures where change is, is so impossible and a lot of red tape to get anything done and yeah. you know Ethel and i were both working in, in change projects and you know very much at the forefront of trying to deliver technologically yeah. based change in banks and finding it very difficult. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then on the flip side, we come and run our business in, in the evenings and weekends, and it would be like the fast-paced environment, getting stuff done, yeah. no one to stand in our way, and just really trying to trying to move as quickly as yeah, possible, yeah. get to market and, and, and deliver a product. So um, it was a really interesting time. Um, yeah. It has been a very interesting time. It sounds it. I mean, I, mean, I can sympathise as well, uh, currently in that position right now. It's not much fun, uh, is it? Yeah, it's hard work. <laughs> I think the time the shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, because I know you guys are fundraising as well, so I, w- I wanted to talk about um, the business uh, from uh, an invest- investment perspective as well. Um, so first, uh, what exactly does Yielders do? Because I think some people won't know what that is. Sure. So Yielders is the first FCA regulated Islamic fintech platform in the UK. And effectively what we do is provide real estate investment opportunities for, for everybody, from as little as £100. Yeah. So we've got retail deals on the platform that you as an everyday investor yeah. or anybody can, can log in, create an account and from £100 invest in a piece of real estate within the UK that's already producing an income. So it's effectively like being a buy-to-let landlord yeah. without any of the hassle that's associated yeah. with it. So if you generally think about buying a buy-to-let property, you know, you've got a, a substantial deposit, you've then probably got to go get a mortgage of some sort yeah. um, and then comes the ongoing maintenance, managing tenancies, um, which yeah. is you know, pretty pretty big headache. Yeah, and no. what we've done is strip all of that back, made a very easy to use product online that you're able to purchase as if you're buying something off of Amazon, to be honest with you. Um, we've sort of likened it to a combination of mobile banking and uh, an application like Rightmove, yeah. a combination of the two. So um, that, that's effectively what we've created. But not only that, on the retail element, we've also got sort of top yielder, what we like to call top yielders and, and high net worth deals, so placement of higher risk, high reward development type projects, flips, yeah. buy to sells, these sorts of things. So And those are normally short term, relatively short term? Correct, yes. So um, to give you an example, yield. high yield, so higher risk, higher reward. Yeah. Um, so we had one in Streatham in 2017 that we did, was meant to be a, a long term development. So we submitted the planning applications for it and actually got an offer within a three month period which provided a, a pretty substantial return to investors. Um, so there's the sorts of opportunities that we get. What kind of returns are we talking about? Um, that was a 17% net annualised return. Um, and then on the flip side, a couple that we've done this year are the longer term development. So we've had the planning permission accepted and the development has begun. Um, a purpose built student accommodation up in by Teesside University, it's around a 14% net return, um, a 1.4 million fundraise that we did. Um, That is five months in, um, and how long they're progressing very well. Um, So effectively, we're trying to be the the one-stop shop, if you will, for real estate investment opportunities, whether it be on the lower end scale, where you're still earning a a minimum of a 6% net yield per annum, 
versus the, 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 the juicier, yield, yeah. higher yield, higher return type deals? Um, so, I mean, I'm just going to chuck out a few questions I had, a few blockers, if you want to call it. Sure. That, because, um, you know, that'll help be helpful for, for everyone. Um, so one thing is, I mean, I, I don't know the market as well as you. Um, I just wanted to check, is there other mainstream players out there? Because presumably the Sharia piece is that there is no debt. And I know a lot of mainstream providers, they, they provide uh, debt peer-to-peer uh, financing. Um, is, are there people who are just doing pure equity out there at the moment? Um, um, as far as I know, regulated, dual regulated, because yeah. we also have a Sharia certification as well. Yeah. No, we are the yeah. only officially certified from both the FCA and the, um, a Sharia certification as well. Um, they used to be quite large players in the market in the equity space. Uh, Property Moose was a name that got banded around oh, yeah. a lot. Um, they actually also had um, some information on their website around being Sharia compliant. Um, it was always up for discussion whether yeah. it was or not. Um, they since have moved to a debt-based model as well, as have um, Property Partner who started equity-based as well. Interesting. Shifted over to the debt-based model. Um, I think that seems to be quite a... a do you think you would do that? Um, there, has, there has been talks of it. Um, we've had some discussions with some financial compliant financial institutions in this country and, and, and abroad. Um, for us at this moment in time, it, it doesn't fit into our business at this moment in time purely yeah. because we're trying to offer this truly equity-based and understood yeah, what we decided to, to call ourselves rather than Sharia compliant, yeah. Sharia-based, so not taking traditional or existing structures yeah. and you know wrapping them up in um, whatever fatwas or whatever understood, yeah. have to make happen. We, we've had three core principles at the base of our business, so sharing in risk and reward, no interest and no adverse uncertainty with our products, which is yeah. why we chose real estate. Um, so I'd say, back to your question in terms of competition, there are mainstream players in terms of you know the property partners of this world, house crowd, mm-hmm. um, but in, in terms of the niche market that we're going after, yeah. a lot of investment opportunities, truly ethical and no debt whatsoever, yeah. alhamdulillah, You're I'd say we're the, the market leaders. Fantastic. And uh, so there's a, a few things I want to follow up. So those guys, do they offer equivalent returns or better returns? I know they've got debt. Uh, presumably that comes with a little bit more liquidity as well. Yeah, I think that that's one thing that definitely helps them is the liquidity aspect. In terms of returns, we're very competitive in nature. Um, we are there or thereabouts against all of them. Oh, yeah, um, great. Uh, it obviously does depend project by project. Yeah, of course. Um, but, you know, we strip back all of our returns and provide net returns, which is not something that anyone else does. So yeah. you may log on to their platforms and see these fantastic gross, gross figures that they provide. But Whether they're attainable or not is a, is a different kettle of fish. I see. What we decided to do was the exact opposite and actually be extremely conservative and provide net returns, which mm. is you know associated with all of our fees and costs of clear, transparent for everybody to see, and hopefully to actually at the end overachieve. So the first yeah. asset that we went live with um, in Gravesend back in 2016, um, that is coming to the end of its investment term. Um, we projected around about a 40% net return for that. Mm. Um, based on the RICS valuation, it's actually looking around a potentially 60% net exit. So that's what we were hoping for, that, that yeah. you know we underestimate and overachieve rather right. than yeah. the what, what seems to be done in the industry, which is the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other question I had was around um, well, I mean, liquidity, I know you, you have some plans in the future to deal with that um, because I think, uh, you know, to scale this thing, uh, you need liquidity. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, um, you know, I speak as a personal investor. I mean, I, I invest with yielders a little bit um, and I, I need to be careful about 
uh, locking too much money away. Of course, that you know I won't be able to get out for a mortgage, you know, deposit or something in the yeah. near future. So I think there's there's two things to that. Um, we have got an automated secondary market, which from all we can provide as an example is extremely liquid. Um, we've had a few people over this this year. It hadn't happened before that they actually wanted to exit in between their an investment term. Yeah. We listed them on the platform, and within that same month, they got they got sold out, okay. which is fantastic. Um, obviously, completely understand that going yeah. forward, as this as this increases, that liquidity needs to increase as well. Yeah. And I think one of the main strategies going forward is going to be looking at an, an AFIN model, um, so a fund based model, yeah. um, which would provide a, 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 a better level of liquidity than we've got available at the moment. But for the time being, definitely, I think there is enough liquidity for you know the, the everyday investor should they want to liquidate, there's, there's the ability to get out. And we've not really had anyone that struggled to, to sell their shares. Great. And um, what's the kind of long-term vision here? Like, Where do you see Yielders going? What's the, you know, is this a business that could do, you know, is this a potential unicorn? Inshallah, why not? If, if, <laughs> if we don't, if we don't have that sort of drive and determination within us, then you know who's going to, right? Um, I think there is definitely potential for it. You know, being the first uh, business of our kind, effectively, you know, Islamic yeah. fintech was a wasn't really a term yeah. widely used yeah, before, yeah. Um, sort of, I'd say maybe even twenty seventeen. Um, so I think there is potentially huge opportunity. You know, estimated global Islamic economy of three point two trillion dollars, which yeah. is you know, we're barely even scratching the surface of. So there's a massive opportunity, and it's you know it's going to take someone to be able to to, yeah. to delve into that. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've mentioned the Series A funding round that we're going for now. Um, being bootstrapped and you know having a small fundraising round up until now has been great because we've managed to prove our concept and grow organically up until yeah. this point. Um, but I think we're at that point as a business where you know we'd really like to push a strategy and drive forward. You know, everyone's yeah. been able to see what we've been able to do with little or no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now with some funding behind us, you know, I really think not to sound corny or anything, but the world is our oyster. Yeah. Um, is that is that is that actually the 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 strategy here, the international outlook? Definitely, I think initially we, we want to continue to execute and execute well in the UK. Um, we've got some pretty big exits coming back end of this year with the development projects. So um, I think you know the UK is always going to be a core focus and we're always going to execute well here. Um, but we've always and always had a lot of interest from other regions, you know, GCC for example. Uh, they know full well what we're doing. We won the Islamic Economy Award for Money and Finance. Um, back in 2017 as well, um, so that region is, is fully aware of us, and you know we're mentioned at a number of keynote speeches and events wherever we go, all over the world, which is which is obviously fantastic. Um, we've also worked with a number of regulators in the region. Um, the only thing that's ever prevented us from ever being up there is actually having a an actual presence there, yeah. um, which obviously comes at a cost. Um, the team being fairly small over the last few years, we've focused and tried to execute here, but that has always been in the pipeline because we're so well versed with the regulators that I think going out there and being regulated should be an issue. Um, finding the correct deal flow partners out there, because obviously we don't have a lot of local knowledge, yeah. um, is going to be a focus in, in, in the next 12 to 18 months, definitely. Um, I think the UK is still a massive, huge opportunity for us. Yeah. UK real estate is still a, is a massive opportunity. You know, people yeah. look to invest in UK real estate because of its traditional yeah. increase in value and, and strong yields. So I don't think that's ever gonna uh, yeah. fade away. We'll always will always predominantly be UK based, but there is yeah. definitely a view to so, further afield. I mean, here's another thought that I just wanted to bounce off you. So as you scale, 
um, you need to invest more money into more properties, right? Um, and in order to do that, uh, you need um, probably presumably more high net worths um, who can do that because property is quite expensive. Um, uh, or, or, or you just need a huge amount of mass scale uh, on the retail end. And, um, and the, the, there could be, someone could say that, well, can't the high net worths just do it themselves? Because the appeal for you, you know, with what you're offering is that you can own a piece of mm -hmm. quite a large, expensive property. Yeah. Um, and if you're a you know, high net worth or ultra high net worth, you've got that money lying around. You might want to do that yourself. Yeah. Um, and I can think of a few reasons why they want to go with you, but I want to hear what you know, your thoughts no, are. No, of course. Um, I think what we've definitely noticed and... We've been very lucky in terms of having one of our co-founders who's got about 15 years experience in, in property, in real estate development, acquisition. And it's a very tight-knit community. Um, whether you like it or not, it's almost got a bit of an old boys club type mentality in terms of you know, the off-market deals and you know, being in there yeah, with agents yeah, yeah. And, and developers. So um, we, we've been really lucky in that, in that aspect. And I think that's probably the biggest draw is the deal flow that we're actually able to bring to the table. now. Yeah. Earlier on this year and sort of back in the last year, we also signed some deal flow partners. So we've now got a pretty much an open pipeline between a, a developer, which is UK wide, that they you know, constantly, almost on a weekly basis, are providing us potential opportunities that we put through our investment governance cycle and decide yeah. whether we're going to acquire or not. I mean, I think that was that's what really sets us apart. Not only that, but also the the, the transparency that we provide in terms of when you sign up to, to be involved in any of our deals, you know, you get a clear view of everything that's involved, everyone that's involved and all of the nuances that go uh, in and around real estate um, acquisition and development. Um, and I think that provides people a level of comfort. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, when people are parting with ways of cash, they want, they want to understand two things, I think, that we've sort of hit the nail on the head with is, is safety and security to make sure that their money is in a safe place yeah. and, and competitive returns. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've managed to, to do both of those things. I think the FCA accreditation obviously really does massively course, help with yeah. that. Um, but not only that, the, the transparency. So you know, when you're ready to invest, you get a, a profit and loss document with each of your investments, which is yeah. everything that's associated with the deal. So there's nothing we're trying to hide or or you know, add a little fee here, there, here or there. It's it's very transparent and clear for everybody. And then the ongoing management. So you know, there's monthly comms that go out. You yeah. get a monthly yeah. email every time you've got rental income with the development deals. You know, a monthly one pager just to show you how that development's gone on. So it's effectively a very easy way for you to be able to invest your money rather yeah. than you know, if you think about doing it yourself, doing there is hard work. Yeah six to eight week period alone just to even acquire yeah. um, and that's if you're lucky if you've got some good solicitors yeah. and you're ready to go um, yeah. so I think we've just taken away that, that hard work and the element of difficulty yeah. that comes with it and arguably you could say I mean the, the reason I thought of was that it gives um, diversification that wouldn't otherwise be possible so even if you're a high net worth you've got 100 million and you're going to stick uh, you know a few million into each property that's Still, you know, going to be fairly just. You know, you can't do due diligence over a uh, hundred properties, or even, you know, frankly, twenty, thirty, pushing it. Whereas with yielders, you, you know, if you put a segment of your assets into yielders, then, you know, and you're comfortable with yielders' uh, process, yeah, then that kind of take takes care of itself. Precisely. Uh, do you have like an automated investment? Uh, it's coming. So there is a whole host of 
fantastic new functionality pieces that were added to the platform. Um, it is it's in the pipeline. Um, we we're up to a stage now. We we do releases development wise on almost a fortnightly basis, um, which is another fantastic win of having the, the tech all in house. Um, but yeah, there's there's plenty of cool financial sort of functionality things that we're we're looking to add. Uh, automatic investment is is one of them in the future, inshallah. Um, also, the guard payments. Um, so that's something that we had a lot of conversations with obviously Ramadan which is just around the corner that we've just had a lot of conversations around Zagat so um, that's something that's in the pipeline as well. Um, what do you mean by that? Um, so we've actually created a, a document online now which helps people understand what their um, Zagat payments associated with our investment. The rental side of it. Yes, I um, see. Right, so we, okay. we'd almost create the functionality to be able to allow you to pay Zagat from your yielders investments um, whatever directly, that may be yeah. directly into your overall Zagat payment as well, uh, which would be something I think would be hugely yeah, interesting really clever, for, yeah. for, for the crowd. So yeah, there's, there's plenty of improvements going on. You know, the, the great thing about, as I mentioned before, working within technology, it's always changing. You know, yeah, we're always yeah, trying yeah. to keep up at pace with what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that, that, there's a lot to come. So um, just a few final points. So what's the kind of like, someone wants to invest in you guys, where can they find you? Um, and um, what kind of valuation are you raising at, that sort of thing? Sure, uh, so the website is www.yielders.co.uk um, Yielders and Yielders UK across all of the social media plat platforms. Um, the website is, is fairly easy to use as a set, within a five to ten minute period you can create an account and, and, and buy a portion yeah, of yeah. income generating real estate which is you know, pretty yeah. phenomenal in itself. Um, obviously there are people online on the phone and on the, the automated chatbot should there be any issues. Um, we are raising at a 10 money, 10, sorry, 10 money, <laughs> 10 million um, valuation. Um, we've launched a small portion of that on pre money. Pre money, yes. Um, we've launched a small valuation of that uh, portion of that onto Cedars, which um, is privately live at the moment and will go public as of tomorrow. Um, inshallah. Inshallah. Um, uh, the actual raise is a, a 2 million pound raise. Um, whether or not we go for the total round or not is going to be dependent on how much we, we feel we need. Yeah. Um, again, uh, the documentation, everything available around the raise is, is readily available should anyone, yeah. anyone want to have a look at it. And effectively within that, it just provides a lot of detail around our journey up until now, yeah. Um, yeah. the projections for the future, the strategy. Predominantly, as I mentioned, the, the AFIN model, we're also looking at ISA uh, and SIP products, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, which would again be a fantastic win for us. Um, and then you know, further penetration globally into the Southeast Asian and GCC. All right, say some, something more about the SIP, because I think that's an important point. Yeah, um, so we've we've had initial discussions with the government around um, SIP and, and ISA products, uh, pension products. Self-invested pension funds. Correct. Um, there isn't an equity-based product for that yet. Yeah. Um, we're in a fantastic position of obviously being a regulated investment product. Yeah. Um, and I think when we roll into the, the APHM structure, those conversations are already open and we're looking to roll out something for that specific product, which I think would be a massive win, uh, yeah. you know, uh, a halal SIP product, um, which is completely equity based. Yeah. The returns that we're able to offer as well, I think would be a, really a huge pull for the community. And do you think that a long term that could, you know, the, if you do some kind of REIT, could that then plug into mainstream pension providers as well? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't see why not. I think obviously that's probably 18 months to two years down the line. Um, but we are looking towards 
shifting towards a, a fund-based model. Yeah. Um, I think both from a liquidity perspective and a returns perspective, you know, if yeah. we're able to have single SPV structures at the moment with a 6% net return, pulling yeah. a few of those together, um, we'd be in a pretty strong place. Bumping up that percentage point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really, really exciting time for us. I think yeah. you know, that we've managed to do 75% of our raise on Cedars as of today yeah. without even going public. Um, which, which shows some huge traction in Inshallah. Yeah. As soon as we go live, we, we should fund and, and hopefully overfund as well, which is something that, that we're looking to do. That'd be really good. Um, two more things. One is, so as you go into the REIT space, um, are there Shira compliant players already out there who, who uh, operate on you know 0% uh, debt? Um, I believe there is. I, I don't know whole well. Um, there are abroad players in the market yeah. the UK um, not entirely sure uh, of competition wise in terms of the REITs yeah. but um, again I think you know our product is is pretty strong and, yeah. and the returns speak for themselves not only yeah. from an Islamic finance space but even a traditional finance space yeah. you know? and that's one thing that I think we've always tried to do is not just pigeonhole ourselves to yeah, yeah, yeah. only Islamic finance or, or the Muslim market, you yeah. know, the name speaks for itself. It's open for investment. It's an ethical and alternative yeah, investment yeah, yeah. opportunity, um, and I think that's something that we're we're extremely proud of. Because hmm. one thing that Islamic finance has always missed out on is, you know, how do we actually complete compete with hmm. traditional finance, hmm. both from a returns perspective and you know transparency and effectiveness. So that's one thing that I think that we're really proud of here is is not just. An Islamic finance product. It's a, it's a product yeah. for everybody, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and hopefully that sharing economy will, will help increase um, the Islamic finance economy within yeah. itself. And then, final question: um, What do you think is your kind of, uh, you know, secret sauce, or the, or the thing that you think, you know, ten years down the line, you'll look back and you'll say that that was a key ingredient, or those were the key ingredients that led to this, you know. Inshallah, phenomenal growth. Um, I'd say it's probably based on a couple of things. I think the team that we've got, um, you know, we've got a fantastic group of individuals who, you know, have worked tirelessly to get us where we are today, and we've created a really family sort of based environment with what we've got, um, and and then the genuine belief of what we're trying to do. Uh, you know, this business primarily was born out of frustration being a young professional in this country and not having a halal investment opportunity. Yeah, and yeah. the burger that comes with that. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the the biggest wins for us is when we go out and we speak about what we do and, and people understand it is, you know, the effective prayers that they do for us. You know, so many times we've finished an event or, and people have just come up to us and just said, you know, really, really appreciate what you're doing for the Ummah yeah. and the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that for us, I think, is, is the biggest win. It is Regardless right, yeah. of what happens in terms of the financial aspect, if we're able to provide a service to, yeah. to the Muslim community and further afield, then you know, that for us is, is huge. No, JazakAllah khair, Zishan. Um, and uh, you know, inshallah, I, I wish you the best. It looks, it sounds like it's really, really going well. The fundraise, and you know, I'm excited to see where yielders get to. Um, we actually uh, work with yielders on the, uh, yeah. you know, we inshallah, we're shortly going to be doing an article on you guys. Uh, forward to this. This podcast was is part of you know getting people aware of yielders and what yeah. what they offer. I'm a big fan of um, you know the the products that you have. I mean, I invest with you guys myself. Um, and that's the biggest litmus test, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, and I think you actually fa- you compare favourably against others as well uh, that you know we've we've covered on our website and I think you know the fact that you guys are you're you're on the ball you're communicating 
um, you know your um, your process is slick um, and um, I think you know your customer service is good those actually are really key things in the Muslim economy where historically it has been a big challenge uh, and I think that's a really set a big selling point so um, yeah do check out Yielders I'll, in, in the podcast description we'll share the link um, the link below um, and uh, and yeah good luck uh, thank you very much and thank you for the opportunity really no. much well appreciated